0: From the first video game to modern-day console wars, I'm Michael Bigler, and this is Level Up History. Though they haven't been around for long, video games have already made a huge staple in the entertainment industry. You can hardly go a day without seeing a section of a store dedicated to video games, current consoles, or their accessories. It's a cultural phenomenon that has invented the term gamer, created dedicated fan groups, and has raised more than one controversy in their lifetime. Needless to say, video games have made their presence known to the world, and they are here to stay. But how did it come to be this way? How did video games become such a huge industry that connects people around the world? To understand this, we need to go back to the first video game ever made and see how far we've come since then. So what was the first video game? If I were to ask you, you would probably say Pong or Super Mario Brothers, right? Well that isn't entirely correct. Though Pong helped begin the craze, it wasn't even the first computer tennis game. In fact the beginning of video games goes even further back than atari's classic so we need to go to the 1950s to get our answer now up until the 1950s the gaming world has only been filled with board games billiards or pinball machines as the computers of the day were huge monstrosities that wouldn't even be able to fit in your home in fact you wouldn't even be able to afford one. The average cost of these big behemoths were around the $1 to $4 million price range, and the computer games that were being made in the 1950s could be divided into three categories. Instructional games, research into artificial intelligence, and demonstrations meant to entertain the public. So essentially, not for fun, But for science, if you wanted to get your hands on a computer, you either needed to attend a university or go to an exhibit showcasing the latest in technology. And it's at these showcases where we meet some of the forefathers of video games. Canadian engineer Joseph Cates is the one who built the earliest known electronic arcade game. Called Birdie the Brain, this large metal computer was set up in the engineering building at the Canadian National Exhibition on August 25, 1950. He built Bertie to help showcase his new miniature vacuum tubing called the Atatron Tube which would help increase the reliability of computers while reducing their size and power consumption. Bertie was 4 meters or 13 feet tall and could only do one thing, play tic-tac-toe. Here's how Birdie worked. There was Birdie, the computer, and then there was you in front of a raised panel that had a grid of nine buttons on it. You would press the button to make your move, and it would record your progress by turning on either an X or an O shaped light in the space you chose on a bigger nine grid display. The computer would then take its turn, and gameplay resumes as normal. And that was it for Birdie. It was a huge success for the two weeks of the exhibition, but sadly, it was dismantled afterwards and left forgotten. And while this was one of the forefathers of video games, Bertie was more of a novelty, like that punching bag game in the arcade. A video game, by today's standards, is defined as a game played by electronically manipulating images produced by a computer program on a television or other display screen. And while Birdie did have a display of light bulbs in the shapes of X's and O's, the graphics weren't created by the computer, nor could you manipulate the actual image. There were other games made in this fashion, such as the computer Nimrod, created by the engineering firm Ferranti to play Nim, a mathematical game where players take turns removing objects from a heap or pile, or Christopher Strachey and his simulation of checkers for the Pilot ACE, one of the UK's first computers but they don't have any computer-generated graphics or complex gameplay to their programming. Nothing like today. They also weren't easily accessible. If you wanted to play Tic-Tac-Toe with Bertie the Brain, then you had to go to Bertie the Brain, or else build your own computer that could play Tic-Tac-Toe in the same way. So while these games can be praised for their inspiration, I wouldn't consider them to be the origin of all video games today. But the truest vision of video games would come a few years later. William Higginbotham was an American physicist who took a position at the Brookhaven National Laboratory in 1947. During his time working there, he found the instructions for the Donner Model 30 analog computer that described how to plot trajectories and to bounce shapes around for research. Instead of work, though, Hagenbotham had another idea. It took four hours to design and weeks to set up, but on October 18, 1958, the game Tennis for Two was available to play. With just a vertical line to represent the court and a bouncing shape as the ball, Tennis for Two was a two-player game that simulates a game of tennis displayed on an osculoscope, an old graphical display and played with two aluminum controllers. The game was essentially a very early version of Pong, where you adjust the angle of your shot and hit the ball back over the net, all with the controller which had a knob to adjust the angle and a button to hit the ball. People lined up to play the game during a three-day exhibition and was so popular It made a return the following year, where Higginbotham gave it a bigger screen and difficulty settings. This game has been heralded as the first computer game, as it was made purely for entertainment and not for research. However, Tennis for Two was dismantled after the event and was largely forgotten over the years. Plus, the game wasn't really an inspiration to anyone, thanks to its short-lived life. So, while I think it helped give the idea that a video game could just be fun, I don't think it really inspired people to go any further. But there is one game that was made in 1961 that was made by a computer, had images made and manipulated by the computer, and inspired future game designers. And that game was Space War. This was the biggest transformation in the gaming world. The game was made by Steve Russell, a student at MIT and a member of the Tech Model Railroad Club, or the TMRC, a club dedicated to intellectual tinkering. They would explore MIT by night, just looking for machines to examine. And in the summer of 1961, MIT got the newest computer from digital equipment, the PDP-1. Compared to other computers at the time, the PDP-1 was smaller, about the same size of a large automobile, and came with its own Type 30 CRT display. While the other MIT students gravitated to the bigger IBM 709, the TMRC took the PDP-1 and started making their own programs on it. And Russell, being a fan of science fiction novels, wanted to make his own vision, a space-fighting game. It took him six months and 200 hours to make the game, with some pushing from his peers, but the game Space War was finally complete. Space War was a two player game where each player took control of a spaceship and attempted to shoot the other down. There were four switches to help control the ship one let you rotate clockwise, one counterclockwise, one for your rocket thrusters, and the last one fired torpedoes at your opponent. There was no single player version as there was not enough computing power available for an AI opponent. Now, you might be thinking, this is the part where I say the game was dismantled and left forgotten, right? Except, it didn't. The PDP 1 had the ability to store programs on ticker tapes. TMRC members used this so they could try out a program or even revise one that was already made. Space War was stored similarly so members of the TMRC could start adding to the game as well. Eventually, Digital Equipment, the company that originally made the PDP-1, began using Spacewar as a diagnostic program so they could test the equipment. So when anyone purchased the PDP-1, they essentially got the game for free. Though Steve Russell never saw a penny from Spacewar patents didn't really exist for games then, it is my personal belief that this is where the video game idea was truly incepted. We can thank Birdie the Brain and Tennis for Two as being forefathers to video games, but Space War is where it truly began. It was accessible on multiple devices and was fun to boot. In fact, it even inspired a certain future game developer and got him on the path to commercializing video games. But that's a story for another episode. The first video game for Level Up History is Space War by Steve Russell in 1961. Michael Bigler here, thanking you for listening to Level Up History. Hope you enjoyed. Tune in next week to learn about Ralph Baer, the Brown Box, and the Magnavox Odyssey. See you then!